listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. My brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you his peace. Amen. I can't tell you how much I love this story from the book of Genesis, chapter 18, where Abraham is trying to barter with God over the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, to this day, if you ever go to the Middle East, you'll understand that it's something in their culture. You know, if you're in the marketplace in Jerusalem, you never pay what they t- tell you the price is. You know, you make a counter offer, you barter. And here we have that uh, wonderful uh, story of Abraham bartering with the Lord God. And in the Catechism, it, it comments on this story of how Abraham's heart was attuned to the heart of God, a heart of mercy. It was God himself who was inspiring Abraham to pray for mercy. And in in so doing, the story reveals to us what God wants to do all along. He wants to offer mercy and forgiveness. Um, It really is something very beautiful. And um, it matches the readings quite well with what we hear from St. Paul and then what we hear in the Gospel of Jesus, ask and it shall be given to you. Knock and it shall be opened. We're asking for the Holy Spirit. We're asking for God's grace, for his mercy. And as I was praying over these readings, I couldn't help but think of the messages of the Virgin Mary to the children at Fatima. Okay, you knew it was coming, right? Here we are at the shrine of Our Lady of Fatima, the Blue Army. And I couldn't help but wonder um, that uh, the what Mary was asking for at Fatima is very similar to Abraham. So we're living in a time when the, our world has gone crazy. And uh, in our culture and in so many places, there's been just a giving in to sin and confusion and uh, immorality. And uh, in the midst of all of this, so many people are struggling. What is happening? What is going on? And in the midst of that, God is inviting us to be like Abraham. You're here, you're at church today, you're at mass, we're here to pray and to worship God. And we need to be like Abraham. Not that we're um, trying to condemn and judge people, rather we're trying to beg the Lord for grace, for mercy, for conversion. Um, And just like Abraham, that's our call. And you know, Mother Mary told those little children at Fatima that prayer has the power to stop war. You know, 1917, World War I was coming. Mother Mary said, if the people don't repent of their sins and pray, a worse war will come. And it happened, World War II. And, um, and, then, and in a curious detail, when Sister Lucia commented that St. Pope John Paul II did this consecration of Russia that Mother Mary asked for in 1984, and Sister Lucia said um, that because of that, there was going to be a nuclear war in the 1980s that did not happen because of all of the people who'd been praying and Pope John Paul praying and asking for God's help in consecrating Russia to the Immaculate Heart. How amazing is that? Really something to think about, right? So I want to tell, I want to leave with you a prayer image and then a little funny story to pull it all together. So, um, In a a prayer image, I would like to share with you a concept on a way that we can understand hell and heaven. As we know at Fatima, the little children had a vision of hell, 
And Mother Mary said, you have seen hell where people go who reject God because there's nobody to pray for them. And also she promised to take them to heaven, which was amazing. I, I'm always thinking and praying about heaven and hell. And I, I, if you come here often, you're going to hear me talking about it. So a little prayer image that fits the readings really beautifully. So I want you to try to imagine um, a place where there is a big, beautiful banquet. You're there at this table, and it's like a feast day. There's just amazing food and drink and every beautiful, imaginable, just the table is loaded with beautiful, delicious food. And everybody's sitting there at the table. But instead of arms, everybody has utensils for arms, like forks and spoons. And the people sit there, and because they've got these utensils instead of arms, they can't get the food off the table into their own mouth. So they sit there and starve. This is a prayer image of hell. Just utter selfishness, and this is in the presence of the goodness and the blessings of God, but in some ways rejecting it. A second situation, imagine that you're at a table and there's a beautiful meal that's set out. Every beautiful and delicious food and drink and, and everything imagine on the table just overflowing with all of this wonderful food. And you're sitting there, but instead of arms, you have utensils, like a fork and a spoon. And as the people are sitting there, they start feeding each other. So you start picking up the food and feeding the person next to you. And they start picking up the food and start feeding you. This is a beautiful image of heaven. They're very similar, aren't they? But yet a significant difference there. And I love that story. I'll never forget the first time I heard another priest say it in a homily. And um, I love that story because if you pray with that later today, there's, there are a lot of details there that reveal to us really what it means to be a person of faith, to be a believer. And when we die and we go before God and we receive our judgment, when we give an account to God for how we lived, in the words of Jesus, we will receive a reward from God the Father for all the good that we did. Not that we earn our salvation, but in the, in the language of Jesus himself, we will receive a repayment, a reward. God is going to acknowledge and honor the good that we did. How amazing is that? The gift of free will that he's given us, the free will that allows us to choose goodness, it allows us to choose love. And when we do, what did Jesus say? Even if you give a cup of water to somebody thirsty, God will notice that and you will receive some sort of a reward. That is amazing. That is beautiful when we make an effort to serve others, especially the poor, so important. But here's the other part of that. When you get to heaven, you will also become aware of all of the um, blessings of your own life that came from God, because every blessing comes from God, but you'll become even more aware of the blessings that you received through others. And I think that's a place where we can acknowledge that today is the day when we honor grandparents and elderly. You know, in some cultures, they have such a reverence for parents and grandparents and the elderly. 
and um, how much we owe them, huh? How the sacrifices that they made as we were brought into the world, we receive our life, we receive so much through those that came before us. And that reality, that dynamic will be even more apparent when we're finally in the light of heaven. And we will be so aware of the, we will be in shock of the good things and the blessings that happened through the intercession of other people who were like Abraham, praying, asking for peace, asking for grace, knocking on the door of God's heart, seeking that goodness would be released upon this world. Who knows, maybe we'll even be aware of all the bad things that were going to happen but didn't because of the prayers and the sacrifices of those that came before us. How amazing is that? Wow. So to conclude a little story from my own kind of journey, um, when I was in college and I was feeling a call to join the Friars, I was so excited and I graduated from college and I was working three jobs doing everything I could do to try to pay off my college loans that I had to pay off in order to join. And I also had been meeting with some local Catholic groups like the Knights of Columbus and other groups that were gonna help sponsor me so that I could go and to the Bronx from Indiana where I grew up to move to New York City to join the Friars. And um, towards the end of that summer, one by one, all of the groups that had offered to help me, one by one, they all backed out and changed their mind for different reasons. And uh, so I wasn't going to be a priest for the, my home diocese, right? I was going somewhere different. So they said, we're going to wait to this day that the, that parish hasn't gotten any more vocations. Like, God bless them. And uh, so at the end of the summer, I had experienced a tremendous crisis. You know, I had prayed, I had discerned, I had thought that this is what God was calling me to. And yet I wasn't able to go. And the devil used that, that opportunity to tempt me to doubt God, to doubt his grace in my life. And I really was in a dark place. I was confused, I was afraid, and I was confronted with my own inability to solve the problem. I, it was beyond me. I had tried everything I could think of. I worked so hard, and yet I found myself in a place where I was falling short. And um, that did not feel good. So I told the friars, I'm not sure what's happening. I can't come because I have all these loans, but maybe, you know, I'm not sure about the future. We'll see what happens. I'm going to keep working. Well, in this moment of, of temptation to doubt, I had heard about this St. Faustina. St. Faustina is the Polish nun who had received the devotion of Jesus, the Divine Mercy. And I heard that when she was going to the convent, she had to wait a year because in Polish culture at the time, you had to pay a dowry. She was poor, so she had to work, and then she joined a year later. And I thought, okay, she can understand me. So I prayed to St. Faustina, and I had her diary, which is the diary of the divine mercy in my soul. I love that diary. And I said a little prayer to her, and um, I opened up the book. This was the day that I was supposed to be in New York starting my life as a friar, but I was still in Indiana. I opened up that book, and I'll never forget the passage that I read. So in this diary, the passage where I opened, St. Faustina writes that when I die, my mission will not end. Rather, 
it will begin. I will spend my heaven pulling aside the curtains to convince you of God's goodness so that you stop offending him with your lack of trust, O doubting soul. Oh, when I read those words, I felt like I got hit by a bolt of lightning. It was like I was so confronted with my little faith and my, my you know, lack of trust in the Lord. And I, I felt like I had fallen to the floor spiritually, like, wow, I was so humbled. And then I, I prayed that was prayer from the image of the divine mercy. Jesus, I trust in you. I don't understand what's happening. I trust in you. And about an hour later, our telephone rang. My father said, there's somebody on the phone from New York for you, a priest. I was like, okay, and I, I get the phone. And it was a priest from my community, Father Benedict Rochelle. Some of you may have known him from EWTN. And he says to me, hey kid, what are you doing this year? And I, I had to explain to him, Father, I can't come to the Friars because I have these loans. And he says, I'm at this event and a woman just came up to me and said that she was praying in Eucharistic adoration and Jesus said to her, you should pay off the loans of a young man who's trying to join Father Benedict. She came up to me and said, Father Benedict, is there a young man who's trying to join your community? He needs his loans paid off. And Father Benedict said to her, give me your telephone. <laughs> he called me from her telephone. And two days later, I was on an airplane for New York City. And I arrived a day late. The friar still accepted me. And I'll tell you, to begin my religious life in that way was so humbling. And it's, and it's bringing to light this reality brothers and sisters, of how the Lord wants to bless us and he wants to provide for us and he wants us to trust him and that we are, um, we are in debt to those who've gone before us, those who pray for us. When we're in heaven, we're going to meet all sorts of people we didn't even know, all these little nuns living in the monastery who are praying for the world and those graces that have come to us that we are going to be so amazed uh, and how the Lord has invited us to cooperate with the coming of his kingdom. So let us respond to this message, to be inspired by Abraham, to do what we can do to be a blessing through our prayer, through our sacrifice, through our works of charity and gestures of love and kindness to a world that has grown so dark, so confused, given over to lives of sin, in rejecting God. What can we do about it? We can do a lot. Through our prayer, through our sacrifice, and through our efforts, the Lord wants to have mercy. He wants to forgive. He wants to bless us with his peace. Amen. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans mm -hmm.